0: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Internet Marketing Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Scott Patton, the Dean of Blogonomics and Podology. And I've got a very special guest on today. He's been uh, been a regular for the last few weeks and hopefully will continue to be a regular for uh, the rest of his life and mine, <laughs> or the life of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Rodkin. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? The SEO champ.
1: Hey. I thank keep... you, thank you. Well, SEO champs for branding. <laughs> But I keep
0: thinking when I introduce you that, he, have you ever heard the uh, the guy on the radio who's the champ? You know, he tells a story and then he beats some poor sucker up. And ever since then, I was the champ. <laughs> I was thinking I should get you to do a story like that every, every time. <laughs> some guy did a blog, so I faked this way. I did an article marketing. I did a press release and beat him up. Ever since then, I'm the champ. So, (laughs) but uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about was controversy, because uh, you had an interesting conversation with uh, somebody who knows quite a bit about how Google works, and he said something to you about controversy, we were talking about it before we came on the air, and I thought it would be a great thing to share with our listeners, so we thought what we would do is, this is going to be a very controversial uh, episode of the Internet Marketing Unleashed podcast.
1: Ooh, sounds good. Sounds entertaining.
0: <laughs> All right. Everybody perks up, right? They love controversy. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, oh, yeah. Um, I can, mm-hmm. Go
0: ahead. Tell us what, uh, what Matt told you.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, well, actually, you know, this was real interesting. I, I've never heard it before and surprisingly didn't think about it before uh, 2007 blog world. And Matt cuts during a um, couple questions and answers after his keynote speech. Uh, the man Hall of Las Vegas Convention Center, he set out that if you if you are looking for traffic why don 't you just create controversy? Hmm. He said controversy sells that's and right i was you know, I was thinking about that, and I said, "Wow, you know okay well i 'll put that on the back burner and keep that in mind you know but uh, what do you think about that, Scott?
0: Well, you know one of the things that you want to have is you want to have people following you and people listening to you and people uh, you know and not being just basically vanilla, I guess, right? Boring. You want to have some some spice and some spark and all the rest of it. And I think a really good way of doing that is to be maybe a little pol- politically incorrect, maybe a little controversial, or if if nothing else, have a strong opinion. Uh, When I was growing up, my grandpa used to love to watch wrestling, and unfortunately he infected that with me, and and I quite enjoy uh, watching it every once in a while and and following it. And I remember uh, reading an article about uh, where they interviewed one of the wrestlers, right? And and, uh, the wrestler said, you know, they can boo me and take the roof off, they can cheer me and take the roof off, and I don't care. But if I come out and there's no reaction... I'm dead. In other words, didn't care if they loved you, didn't care if they hated you, but they cared if you were indifferent to them, right? And uh, yeah, and I think that oftentimes that's the same way. Like you, I really like the analogy you used last year when you're talking about blogs, and that you, a blog is like your very own personal newspaper, right? And. You know, and newspapers, if you look at them, they're full of controversy. You have the editorials, you have, you know, this person is doing that wrong, this person is doing this right, and uh, it goes back and forth, and oftentimes they will even create their own controversy, uh, you know, take comments out of context and that sort of stuff, just to get people riled up. And in Vancouver, where I am, we've had uh, a rash of gangland shootings. Now, it used to be that they were occurring at two and three in the morning, you know, outside a bar somewhere, and people were like, "Oh, that's really sad and bad," but you know, they weren't up in arms about it. But in the last couple of weeks, we've had, we've had, a, I'm, and I'm ashamed to say this, like but we've had a woman that was killed in her car with a four-year-old son in the car. He was, he was not harmed, it, at like ten in the morning at a shopping center. So now, all of a sudden, this stuff is happening like broad daylight anywhere. It's not like, you know, because, I mean, I don't spend my uh, early morning hours at a bar. So, I mean, the chances of me getting shot at, at 3 in the morning are pretty slim, right? But now that it's at, you know, during the day at a shopping center, everybody's like, you know, nobody feels safe, Right. And uh, yeah. and they've got all this. And so what happened was, the reason I wanted to bring this up was I, I like to listen to a lot of talk radio and stuff like that because it gives me ideas on how to do these podcasts better. And also I have interest in what some of these people are saying. And the sports guys spent a whole hour talking about this. And the callers that were calling in were saying, like, I'm really glad you guys are talking about this because this is really, really important, even though it's not sports related, right? So, and that's just, it's just unreal because uh, the sports fans in Vancouver are just like rabid fans, right? And uh, they want to talk about hockey and they want to talk about football and they want to talk about baseball and they don't want to talk about anything else. But this whole thing really galvanized the uh, the whole The whole community it didn't matter whether you were into sports or you were into the news or you were into the entertainment field. I mean, everybody was really talking about this and concerned about it. So there was a very, contr- you know, that's I mean, that's a lot of, you know, killing people in broad daylight. It's controversial, right? <laughs> and uh, it just yeah. got everybody's attention. And so I think if if uh if it can get everybody calling into the sports shows talking about it, then it's it's really it's huge news and it's something that yeah. any blogger in Vancouver should be talking about this and and uh, and nobody knows what to do right and and it's cool because you can there's all these possibilities right from you know more police to better education to legalizing drugs to making drug dealers uh, you know go to jail for 50 years without parole i mean it's a whole gamut of things you could pick one point you know camp out on it and be the be the advocate for that point, and you'd have tons of people you know reading it, listening to it, commenting on it you know arguing with you, and the whole bit and that generates more and more traffic right because if if Uh, If I posted something on my Vancouver Canucks blog about, you know, the shootings and everything else, and I think that, you know, we should legalize drugs, right? And that gets out into DIG and some of the social networks and everything else. So people are like, are you nuts, man, right? And then I'd say, oh, no, no, here are the reasons why. Well, no, you can't do that. And and all of a sudden, you'd have this back and forth going and more and more. It's kind of like, you know, if if there's a fight going on in the stadium, you know, everyone stops watching the game and watches the fight, right? uh yeah uh, and and I could see that sort of thing happening
1: yeah that's yeah definitely Is it, well de- you know what that actually happens uh, behind the scenes on the computer every day between competitors yeah it it really does because it, you know on on both sides like going you know going off of what you mentioned um it it's it's great for it's it's great for bloggers to incorporate some controversy, but um, me personally, I've actually been in it because uh it was lurking for me back at Search Engine Strategies in 2008 uh, by a man named Dave Snyder. Uh, He wrote that I was a mythical creature, which is pretty funny because that shows his intellect. Um, But he wrote that I was a mythical creature, this and that. And I actually met the gentleman, shook his hand, was very nice to him, didn't even say anything past five words. And he wrote a whole paragraph, uh, excuse me, five paragraphs on me. And, you know, and it was all lies. But I thought about it and then after that happened, because that was the first time that happened to me, and mm-hmm. I thought about it, and I said, you know what? Uh, um, yeah, let me go ahead and post what happened. So I posted what happened, and it got so big that a lot of other RSS pullers and and scrapers and BlogCatalog.com, which is one of the largest social networks, they all pulled the stories of what I posted. And then it actually became controversy, because now like it was funny because I got um, uh, I've got I got so many people. Like, when you type in, like, uh, SEO champion in Google, you know, with no space, you'll you'll see you'll see one of the original um, articles. And it's so funny because that comment got 120 people to post on it. And, you know, what's the funniest part about it is the majority of those people were in their click. So it just shows you because, see, I've always kept to myself, and I've done that purposely to not um, attract any attention like this, and I successfully did it for 10 years. But on my 10th year anniversary, <laughs> things changed. So I remembered what Matt Cut said. He said controversy sells." So my traffic went up four times the daily average once that story hit. And then every time there's been a couple, you know, tidbits of info. I mean, lastly, me and uh, Dave actually got on the phone, um, and I talked to him, and I said, you know, look, I'm not a mythical creature. I'm a human being. And you know, if you wanted to make up a whole bunch of lies, you could have just called me and told me that and asked me if it was okay because that's kind of defamation of character, you know, in a legal court. So be careful with that too. I want to mention that too. I, I have two internet attorneys, and um, I, I I was going to law school actually, and I didn't because I didn't want to waste time in law school. I needed to get stuff done. It was long enough. I was in college for about five years, you know, to get my right. bachelor's. Um, But here's the thing on... I want to just touch on this about Internet law. Uh, Defamation of character. The thing is, the laws are a little loose right now. Like, um, you know, him calling me a mythical creature, this and that. I mean, yeah, I can, you know, try to uh, take him to court for uh, ruining my reputation without cause and improper information. But um, there would be a lot of uh, missing components I didn't have. Like, A, a recorder when I was talking to him, you know, uh, or B, just, you know, other things. So. But so, when we're
0: advocating industry. controversy, we're not talking about slamming some guy or insulting him or telling everybody that his mother wears army boots or any of that stuff. What we're really talking yeah. about is here's take a position on, you know, pay-per-click doesn't work, right? Or pay-per-click is the best thing since sliced bread or, um, you know, Facebook is a lousy way to drive traffic because Twitter is the only way to drive traffic. I mean, we're talking about taking a position on something as opposed to saying, you know, the SEO chump is really lousy, the SEO champ is really great, and and all those sort of... Actually,
1: you called me me the SEO chump.
0: (laughs) Oh, is that right? Well, I wanted to actually... I did a search on SEO champion, and and a blog post came up, and I wanted to uh, quickly read a little bit about what it said. So, here is what what this said. Legend of the SEO champion. And... uh, uh, I thought, you just talked about the, you, know, you being a legend, right? Last Thursday, I was at the August presentation style South Florida SEO social meetup, and I got to hear about the SEO champion at SES, basically a, a crazy guy that showed up at SES, crashed a private event, and caused all sorts of mayhem. The SEO champion's legend is spreading like wildfire around the blogosphere, and some people even think he's legit. Well, huh.
1: oh, go ahead. It's pretty funny. I'm looking at it right now too. And just for the record, um, crashed a par- private Microsoft event. Microsoft actually didn't even have an event, as far as I know. Um, and I wasn't even at a Microsoft event. The only event I went to was the Google after party. Go ahead.
0: Well, and then it was. It's, he goes on and on and on. And then at the end, he says, "Anyways, this guy is sort of oh. smart because he's being linked and talked about quite a bit. Uh, maybe all his clients, will, all his clients, will find him." So yeah, I should have read the whole thing you know, before a, I actually re- <laughs> uh, spoke it. But anyway, quite... Yeah, uh,
1: no problem. L- let me mention something on that. Um, that's pretty funny because you know what's really interesting about this? And this just shows, this showed to me how controversy sells. Now, of course, it has its downside dealing with, um, you know, certain people. This, this is like a personal thing. And believe it or not, these people that uh, were posting against me are CEOs. So I mean, you know, and they're they're in their forties. So, you know, it's it, it's shocking to me that it just shows the immaturity level of the you know not this post. This post was pretty funny, and actually, it was one of the good non biased posts, and it's benefited me. This actually was very good, but the one you don't see is because um, um you know yeah the gentleman uh, Dave uh, Snyder sense agreed to take the post off because the post was false.
0: Mm. So the
1: thing is 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 what was interesting is. Right after that debate, I got a huge client, and the client said to me, he said, you know what, um, I met him at the, the thing la- the night after, and actually, you see, they wrote this story that this gentleman you just mentioned was writing, rewriting about, giving his information. They wrote the original story that called me a mythical creature, the legend of the SEO champion, and a couple people that weren't happy um, called me SEO champ, which was pretty funny. Um, but the thing is, is is I got clients that said, you know what, so many people don't like you, um, which are so many, uh, what, you know, a whole clique of 30 or 40 people that keep it close-knit to keep their job. That's what I think. Right. So the thing is is, 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 is I got the people, and actually I had a law firm hire me. And you know what the lawyer said to me? He said you know what, I like the fact that you pissed off either you know 100, 120 people, and these people don't like you so much that so you must know what you're doing. I want to hire you. Yeah. That's the response I got after this.
0: That's right. And
1: It's been interesting. It's been long dragging. But you know what, the only things going back that I don't like is just dealing with it because it's a personable controversy. So what I was thinking is going off of what, uh, what SEOchampion.com and myself went through, which wasn't a big deal. It was, it was kind of, fun. it was a lot of fun at times. And, you know, I got to actually talk to these guys by, both by phone. The CEO of SearchEngineJournal.com, which I was really shocked. And his partner that originally created the story, um, at SnyderSense. Um, you know, I got to talk to them, both of them and we came to agreements and, you know, they're still houting and prowling. You know, I get three, fo- I got three followers this morning on three of my accounts. I have a uh, university space that I own I have an s e o space that I own, and I have a grant writing blog that I own
0: Mm-kay. and
1: all three of those Twitter follows got followed by uh lauren baker the c e o of Search Engine journal, which is a partner side of sense so it's what what that particular event just showed me is is that you know twitter uh competitors are out there to follow you to uh you know to get your ideas
0: yeah see and what the you're funny up to. part
1: about it is yeah, the funny part about it is, I'm sure they're going to listen to this, so guys, hey, guess what? I've been actually posting different sorts of information that leads you on certain wrong trails. Now, that's <laughs> eh, been a little challenge for me, but you know, um, don't read everything that's written, and don't believe it because that may be not the course I'm going. I have 200 courses to go, you know, which is uh, more than 200 website blogs you know that I oversee, that some of them are mine, and some of them I manage for a major Fortune 1000 company. So, um, you know, that's actually just uh, free loose lift. But, um, you know, it's just, if you're going to cause, I would say, like, if you're going to, you know, like Matt Cutts said, do a little controversy. um, Actually, you know what's interesting? This actually happened, and I'll go ahead and state it. Shoe Money's cool. Me and him are, um, you know, we're okay with each other. He wanted to do a story based on this at Blog World 2008. I had a booth at Blog World 2008 um, for Search Engine Champion uh, Agency, you know, SEO firm, and uh, I was, the funny part about it, I was the only one there. So, hey, all you SEO <laughs> guys out there, let's see if you come and get a booth next time. <laughs>
0: That's right. Um,
1: yeah, so what, what's interesting is I got to meet the, uh, you know, one of the top people at Microsoft, but um Money came by and he said, hey, um, you've made my, some of my friends really upset at search engine strategies um by what you wrote based on what they wrote, and I'd like to get the whole story from you. Uh, you know, I should have done it, an- unfortunately. I should have done an interview with Shoe Money, but unfortunately I denied it because I didn't know what side he was on. Hmm. And I told him no three times in a row because first, well, here's the first thing. I'm sure if, if Shoe Money's listening, here's the first thing is I was talking to a client and it's not proper to interrupt somebody um, when you're talking to another client, especially at their own booth, you know? So that was the problem. That was the first thing. And, and I come from the old school with respect and anybody that doesn't show respect from the beginning um, you know, it's a little it's a little hard for me to you know come back around and try to be cool with him. But so yeah, on the third go round, you know what he said? He said, "Don't worry, I I won't make you look bad. I want to just the story." So he thought that I thought that you know um, he was going to make me look bad. I wasn't really thinking about that. I just didn't want to get involved. And I know I'd have got a ton of traffic from shoe money. You know, a, lot, a couple few people in the industry told me I should have done the interview. But I kind of wanted just to drop it because I thought it was dropped, and you know it, it's it's funny because um, the gentleman that posted the controversy his traffic dropped. I'm sure I have some, so believe me, I'm sure they got their tracking devices on me. I got tracking devices on them, yeah. and on their sites and what they're doing. But um, you know it, it's funny because I caught a post of Snyder sent and what he said is this was the gentleman that made this whole thing up anyway. He said that um, he, he said he has nothing to do right now, and he's wondering what I'm doing or some to that effect, it was a brief, like, two to three sentence comment, or it was either the tweet out, but I remember this, like, four or five months ago, so, you know what that did is, I think it was a tweet, I don't remember, he either, I think he posted it, and he tweeted it, but I've seen it, and that just shows you that I was kind of paying attention to, and that could cause a little psychological effect, I've been reading on the psychology of Twitter, um, actually, I already read it, Uh, There's a book on um, the psychology of Twitter and a lot of articles Mm. out there, and that's what you don't want to do. Let me just tell you, you don't want to use Twitter to give out your information. Use Twitter um, to follow people and promote affiliate products. I think, you know, at this point, or to get yourself started. See, because I have almost 2,100 Twitter followers right now, that's quite a bit, and um, you know, I get quite a bit of follows, so I have to be very cautious of what I do. And the funniest part about it, let me just tell you this little secret here everybody out there, um, because a lot, of the, a lot of the CEOs and, you know, these big guys that I've just mentioned, they know this, and I'm going to put it out there because a lot of people don't know. If you get, let's say you followed uh, 2,000 people, and, you know, you're becoming kind of a commodity, let's say, if you see your followers drop without you deleting them to 1,800, that means 200 people voluntarily left from you following them, and you know who they are? They're your competitors. Mm. That's who they are. You see, so because I actually have a grandfather Twitter account, and I was following 5,000 people. The the limits these days are 2,000. Um, I was following 5,000 people right now. I'm following 400, 4,650 something. Do those 350 people just vanish? No, those are all competitors. They don't want. They they think I'm gonna actually go through that list of 5,000 people and make sure they're on there every day following me, like I care. You know? Right. It, it's just, you know, take it for what it's worth because I'm in a real-life situation here. Um, I own multiple Internet marketing firms, and I have a, a large, um, a very large stake of the SEO space um, that even they don't know and they're trying to find it, actually. Um, but the thing is, it's just, you know, if if you, you know, just, just to, for whatever those words are worth, just the users out there, just, you know, just keep them for yourself, and I'm sure certain people get tidbits of what they can use. You know, right. from what I mentioned.
0: Awesome. So, if someone you, was you thinking, know. okay, I want to, I want to, uh, I want to do some stuff that's kind of controversial. I don't want to take pot shots and make it personal or anything. Uh, where, where are some ways that? or places that people could go or things that people could do to come up with ideas. Because one of the things that I get all the time is, oh, you know, oh, article writing. Great, well, what do I write about? Or, uh, you know, how do I write a press release? Or or even if I do a blog post, like, what do I write about? So uh, if someone's going to be controversial, like, where can they go to get some ideas?
1: Um, well, they can, you can actually just go, you know, go to rant blogs. Go to some... Um, it's not rantblogs.com or anything like that, but the word rant—they um, have it a lot on the United States news, where people can call up that they're just upset at you know certain mm. businesses in town or this and that. But lo- what I would do is don't attack um, private companies such as myself or Search Engine Journal or anything like that. Um, go ahead and look at you know uh, negative posts that are to corporations because there is hundreds of those. So um, if you're gonna, let's say you're in the electronics space, and you can actually, you can literally do very well if you create an electronics blog and you blogged about all the bad uh, electronics that are out there. They're not working this and that. No one's really doing that. That hasn't hit the news yet. There's there's no blogs out there. So so what you want to do is you want to go and type in um, some major firms. So here's how you do it. You take in, you take uh, whatever is in your industry. Just think of a top competitor that's on the stock market or a company or a company that's been out for a while that maybe doesn't care about their products anymore if you're looking at doing something like that, then you type in, let's just take uh, Sony for an example. Just as an example, they they have great products, I'm just using them for an example. Mm -hmm. Um, You would type in that word and then the word um, complaints or the word um, complaints about um, or I don't like, you know, something like that and just Mm -hmm. type those words in the search engine, it'll pull up the whole sentence and eventually you'll find somebody else that actually um, takes those comments based on Sony because a lot of, and again, we're just using Sony for an example because I hate using Sony. I love their products, but um, again, you can, you can create pretty much like your own newspaper of re-putting out like six different corporations, um, you know, bad electronics, or this car didn't pass this test. Yeah, even something like that, if somebody wants to, you know, I mean, we always see on TV that this car, you know, passed the crash test, this and that. This doesn't have proper, um, you know, steel or whatever the case may be. You can recite that into your own uh, blog because all that's news and that's very, people don't even think of posting that. But if you rewrite, what you have to do is you have to rewrite that into your own opinion, then give your opinion, kind of make a statement, maybe ask a question in a blog, and uh, you will uh, be present in that space. Like I'll give you an example. Actually, I and it wasn't controversial. I uh, I actually um, and I don't know where I'm at, but I was number two yesterday on Google for um, internet stocks to buy in 2009. Because what I've done is I've switched up. I, I love stocks. I've been um, researching stocks for uh, since actually I was 20 years old. You know, options, stocks, buy, sell, everything. I was in the dot-com bus and. I've, st- I've, I've started turning SEO Champion a little into an internet stock company. You know what's funny about that? My competitors can't do that because that goes against their grain. So I make little switches like that that I know they're frustrated they can't do. But um, hmm. the thing is, is I was um, it just showed that in a non-competitive industry because I mean, who's making really a post that's tagging it um, internet stocks to buy in 2009? I was number one the day after the st- I posted the blog on my on my site. Wow. It's still there. It's num- It's blog number three or four. You can see it. Um, I don't know where I'm at now because I submitted it once, and you know I'll probably have to submit it a couple more times and make sure it gets indexed. But it'll eventually wind up back there. You know, in six months, it'll hold the spot. And you know who's there with me is Business Week and all the newspapers, CNN. It's just you know, CNN doesn't post something. They they don't submit their stuff. Right. You know, they just post an article because they have a deadline and they move on. There's no SEO team now. Now for all the guys out there, guys and girls that have their own blog, keep this in mind too. Go off of what I mentioned that they don't post, but keep this in mind when they when they get savvy enough and understand the market more these major corporations, they're gonna have SEO teams submitting their stuff in the next two years. So you have a two year head start right now. Because I know we're not being listened to the CEO of C N N right now I'm sure. If we are, hey, how you doing? But you know (laughs) He better um, be listening. Yeah, hopefully. I'm sure he is. <laughs> yeah, because
0: we're going to be taking over his space. That's our goal.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Well, I just did yesterday. <laughs> One other. Oh, you know what's real interesting? I, I have a um, fun college basketball site. You know what space I took over? Uh, uh, if you type in ESPN College Basketball Scores. No, yeah, uh, yeah. ESPN College Basketball Scores. I'm numbered either at 3, 4, or 5. And um, What I did is I posted um, all the ESPN widgets. Um, there's 400 of them, which took me you know, quite a while, probably about a week, and um, and then I t- tagged them all properly and everything. And when you type in ESPN college basketball scores, one of my blogs comes up, you know, in the top five. Actually, two of them. I have two separate blogs, so it's kind of cool um, because college basketball is huge down here. It's actually like it's like hockey up there for you. It really, it yeah, really is. yeah, really, it's massive. Know, real cool. Yeah, I mean, even a guy at Duke was wearing speedos, um, and he 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 was in the audience. I seen this clip on TV, and Mike Shishovsky, the coach of Duke, the famous Hall of Famer, they actually talked about them. So he actually did controversy in the stands. He was wearing like a jacket, and there was a free throw the gentleman had to make on the opposing team, and the Duke fan he pulled off his jacket and he started dancing with the speedos on, and he made the guy miss the shot. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is the fact. Is the guy's like a no-name guy, and he has Mike Krzyzewski, the coach of Duke, that you know makes between five to seven million. It's a Hall of Famer. It's one of the top coaches in the world for college basketball. Talking about him.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. That's But you know, funny. don't don't do anything like that on video. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on the internet. But uh, it's 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 real interesting. Right. You know.
0: Right. And and what's yeah, really no, cool no, no, like, is you're you're showing that you can uh you can rank highly with your blogs for uh for pretty competitive terms cuz there's like 1.2 million uh websites that uh, Google's index for that phrase. Oh, Okay. So I mean that's just it, and anybody it, it, can it, do that, right? You
1: just Yeah, anybody can really do that. You know, you just you just you just get get yourself some like, you know, get web web a good SEO software and SEO leads pretty good. Um, but you know, as long as you're doing it and more importantly you're just blogging, but you have to tag it properly. I mean, if you we definitely read my blog on SEO and and how you know, go through it because I hid I I've let me just go on record, I've hidden a lot of stuff within my post and created I think I have probably over two, three hundred categories. I specifically did that so I won't be copied. And that's a good example actually. Um I've had some I just had uh my friend, he's director of affiliate marketing for a major uh, Philly company called me yesterday and he asked me, he said, Mike, how come you have so many categories? And I said, well, because actually after that Search Engine Strategies episode happened, I got two emails from people that weren't thrilled about me and said they're going to copy my site. So um, so what I did is I said, okay, really great. You're going to copy or you're going to do a lot of work because uh, I'm going to keep building these categories out because the way I look at it is I'm kind of the yellow pages of what I'm talking about. And the more categories I have, I can always make it like like you see the front of yellowpages.com, how it's like, you know, it has electronics, automotive, blah, blah. Yep. Well, I'll do that in the future, but just for right now, I'm going to kind of keep it scatterbrained. And I post so many categories, but if you're looking for free SEO information, definitely hit up my blog, SEOChampion.com forward slash SEO blog, and look through all that all those categories. The category name should give you a hint, but my uh, blog's almost like a crossword puzzle. That's a little tough. Because I incorporate a lot of math and thought into it, (laughs) but um, it's out there though. And as long as you tag all that information properly, like Scott said, you know you can go right up there for those top phrases.
0: And and that's what you want to do, right?
1: Yep, exactly. Exactly. Oh, I remember, Scott. You wanted to talk about those pod- just uh, on the one on the podcast. so we can jump back to. Right.
0: And- right. This we'll just talk about this, and then we'll we'll uh, we're running out of time. But one of the things that a podcast is, of course, is a, like an audio blog. And what I've noticed is a lot of times people will just basically. Um, put the audio file up and, and that's about it. And when we talked last week, you had some really good comments about how to get your podcast information out on the Internet. And, uh, yeah, so sh- it would be great if you could share that, Mike.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, for if you're going to podcast, is, podcast is a major component. Um it is it is a major component now. It's going to be publicly um, publicly state. that that's going to be publicly stated, I believe, in about six to twelve months. So if you're doing podcast now or have been, you've got a tremendous advantage. Um, but podcasting, pretty much, what you what, what you really need to do is just is just a couple couple key things is uh, create the podcast. And um, I'm going to go off of what Scott mentioned too. use Skype. That's a very good way to uh, create. You know, use uh, very good technology to use for podcasts. Now, when you're done with the podcast or while the while, if – let's say you're interviewing somebody, um, you should probably probably write down some notes of maybe some tidbits of questions or even before as well. And then, you know, just right after you're done with the podcast, go ahead. I know, I know it's kind of, you know, it could be draining if you're doing three to five podcasts for people out there. But um, I do this myself, you know, when I do videos, I talk about what I talk about on the video. Because here's the thing, spiders can read – Um, video and they're capable to read podcasts I don't know if they're reading podcasts right now but they're definitely going to do in the future but here's the thing if you help them and you know kind of uh, guide them the way to guide them is to write um, basically a rough three to four sentence summary of what you talked about and hit all the major points and then that'll guide them into looking at that information and visually um, uh, breaking it down in the future and listing it as keywords
0: cool yeah, I think that's that was really good and really an important point. And so, those of you that are doing podcasts, if you're not doing a podcast, like get on the train, boys, because it's pulling out from the station and it's growing. Because uh, I think they're they're looking at 50 to 100 million people with. Uh, listening to podcasts occasionally or every week in a couple of years, right? So that's a huge market that uh, is starving for information. You just have to go to iTunes and do a search on any topic and you're going to see not millions of podcasts like you'll see at Google, millions of websites, you're going to see like 10, 15, 20, maybe 50, you know, and, it, you know, the biggest ones like real estate and, and uh, you know weight loss are are only like 150, 200 maybe 300 podcasts so very very little competition but when you do it and you post the information, make sure you've got a really good title, make sure you've got a really good description. And what we do now, just to give you kind of an inside look, is when we're finished our this episode, Mike and I will talk about some stuff and we'll say, you know, we usually feed off each other. Oh, yeah, we should talk about this, we should talk about that. I've got a diary and I go a week ahead and I write all this stuff down so that I have notes for uh for next week when we're when we're going to be talking again. And also as we're as you were talking just now, Mike, I was making notes about different things because uh when I'm done, I may have a great memory but it's just too short. And when I put this up, I want to be able to say, Oh yeah, here are all the different things that we talked about and cover them so that um and that, of course, is, is really good, too, because when people see the podcast episode, they can read a little bit of the show notes and say, oh, this is what this is about. This is really interesting. Controversy. Oh, cool. I wonder what they've got to say. Whereas if I just said, you know, Mike speaks, <laughs> what? There's no, you, you've got to write stuff that pulls people in and gets them excited about what it is that you're going to be talking about, right? And again, just listen to talk radio, right? What those guys say is, you know, we've got the president of the United States coming on for an exclusive interview right after the break. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they tease it all the time. Now, we don't have the president coming on after the break, but I just thought that was a good. He's he's actually coming to. Not yet.
1: To, I actually uh, applied for uh, um, internet security with the White House. I thought that'd be a fun job. I did.
0: Oh, that would be very cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I got a I got a good background in what's going on online, and uh, internet security is something that I studied a lot actually, and uh, so you never know.
0: <laughs> that but, uh, no, that just, you know, I,
1: I did it. Hey, well, if it happens, it happens. I'll still be able to do radio shows, but it'll, it'll just be after Barack Obama's team needs me. <laughs> you
0: know, so and there'll be certain things that you'll you'll be able to say. Well, I I could tell you, Scott, but I'd have to shoot you afterwards. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but for the record, I don't shoot anybody. I'm a friendly guy. Somebody calls me a mythical creature. (laughs) Okay. Phew, that's a relief. That's that's a pretty good point.
0: Uh, Awesome. Well, Mike, thank you very much for joining us again this week. I really appreciate it. It's been some great information. I think the the idea of using controversy in... uh, in growing your following, growing your audience, growing your tribe, growing your group, is uh, is key. I think it's really it's really important that we start, you know, taking stands. And this is you know th- this is what's where what I think about this. And you know, find some people that disagree with you and have a rousing conversation about it. It's, it's uh, what uh, what draws people to people, right? People that are just like. You know, oh well, you know, I maybe that's good, maybe that's not. Duh, you know, like uh they don't draw people, right? You w- watch Larry King yeah. or Oprah or Rush Limbaugh and all Berg or whatever his name is, and all those guys, and you know, they they have some controversy things people want to hear about, and if you do the same thing, you're going to get a very similar result.
1: Exactly. And let me just mention, and we can probably touch on this uh, and i'll you know say it on air so kind of get people excited i just th- thought about this um a good site that causes a lot of controversy, a lot of cussing that's been written down uh bad words, but great information uh the owner of wickedfire dot com w i c k e d f i r e dot com he is one of the biggest affiliate marketing blogs out there, and um there's actually uh, when I first uh, became to to meet the guy. Um, you know I was first a little uh, you know shocked but I read a lot of his posts and if you minus a lot of the cuss words out and everything he is highly intelligent and he knows exactly what he's talking about so um, we can kind of touch on that and um Scott so you, you should I, I don't know if you heard of it or not but um it's a very it was low profile uh, website but they're very big in the industry and when I mean they're big they take up a lot of keywords and a lot of pull a lot of power ranking it's a big forum and he actually has um, his SEO guy doing a column and he has uh, um, somebody that's helping people create blogs on another columnist um, so he has about five moderators you yeah, have a columnist we'll call them moderators um, it's, it's, it's a very good site for information but it's a perfect example Of a great of a gentleman that's made millions of dollars on controversy. Mm,
0: Excellent, great example. I
1: got the privilege of meeting him a couple times.
0: Nice,
1: awesome. At at, that conference, saying hi and bye. Yeah, cool.
0: All right. Well, thought
1: it was you know it was great. It was great you having me on again. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, it's always it's always a joy to have you on and. And we're going to create some more controversy next week, everybody. So thank you very much for joining us this week. You've been listening to the Internet Marketing Unleashed podcast. Uh, I'm Scott Patton, the dean of Blogonomics and podology, and uh, my guest today has been Mike Rotkin, the SEO champion, SEOchampion.com. Head over there read some of his blogs, and uh, if you've got any questions, you could head over to www.askscottpatton.com, P-A-T-O-N one T in Patton, and uh, leave some comments. Let us know what you thought. and If you've got any questions, uh, put them on there, and we'll uh, we'll deal with them. If you've got some stuff that uh, you want to know. Uh, what we think about it, uh, we'd be happy to give you the the scoop, right? Exactly. (laughs) So see you all next time, everybody. Bye-bye.